welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. A stock market correction is being predicted by who? By some doommonger? Is it by someone who keeps predicting stock markets year after year? No, this is by the Bank of England, no less. This is the, the, the UK central bank is predicting that there will be a stock market correction and it's urging people to be cautious. Now, financial markets could see what they call a sharp downturn if investors start to rethink the prospects of economic recovery from COVID-19. Now, this, this comes amid uh, you know, su- supply problems in, in the supply chain, uh, rising prices, a spending squeeze. And, and this is all part of the, the, the warning of, of the Bank of England. So, so what do you think about it? Well, uh, my, my, my personal view is that they are right. I, I've been talking about this for quite a while. Uh, now, this comes from the UK's uh, Central Bank's Financial Policy Committee. And they warned of what's called a correction. This is a correction. It's not a crash. Uh, correction is defined as a drop of at least 10% in the price of shares from its its peak. Well, its peak is really recently. It's it's at an all-time high, really. Uh, the bank has seen signs that increased risk-taking from central bank, from, from, sorry, from investment banks. Now, investment bankers and and and, and th- these funds that invest money on, on our behalf are basically people who get paid huge sums, huge salaries, you know, sometimes millions of, of dollars, millions of pounds and bonuses to go and play with other people's money at the casino called the stock market and other markets as well. So just, you know, if you think about that, would they be doing the same things if it was their own money? I don't think so. They, they invest their own money in maybe different ways. They protect themselves. But when it comes to, to you and me and our pension funds, they leave it in the, in the, in the markets to, to go down. Now, obviously, most of the money invested in, in the markets comes from uh, investment banks. It comes from, uh, it goes through pension funds, unit trust, investment trust, the, the sort of uh, uh, institutions that, that, that really deal with with our savings. They're pooled investments. In, in America, you might call it uh, mutual funds. So, so this is where most of the money in the market comes from. It, it's there are individual investors in the stock market, but but that's a tiny proportion compared to all of the uh, institutional investors. And where do they get their money from? They get it from savers, from pension funds, from from people investing in those funds. Uh, in the UK, we've got unit trust, investment fund, investment trusts, uh, and, and in America, you've got mutual funds. Uh, because they think that people can't understand the stock market, so they should invest only through them. But this is not true. You can learn how to invest in the stock market yourself. It's not as complicated as as they would portray. Obviously, you need to learn it. You need to learn how to do it. But there's no reason why an average person could not do it. And the tools are there now. The the, the live prices, it, it's all there for you. And you can get onto platforms very, very cheaply compared to you know years ago when you'd have to pay a lot of money to get a special line in to you know to into the stock market now it's on the internet most of it is pretty much free so 
stock stock indexes and, and markets the indexes is, is the is the, the name given to particular stock indexes like the ft100 index the dow jones index the nasdaq index and it defines a particular sector in in the overall stock market but they've hit record levels this year it's just been going up and up and up um and and this comes from the earlier crash in 2020 when they sort of dropped by i think it was 30 or 40 percent in in a couple of days and since then they've, they've gone up and up and up uh, but investors are betting of course on a strong uh, economic bounce from the pandemic however this is now uh, countered according to the bank of england by worrying levels of inflation which the bank of england said would be a temporary blip in the autumn right they said it might go up to 3% and then it will level off. No, that's not what's happened. It's actually gone to 4% or more and is predicted by the market to hit 6%. So obviously, uh, the market is not taking much notice of the Bank of England. They don't agree with the governor of the Bank of England that it's a temporary blip. And strange enough, they don't listen to his warning today because after this warning, the markets actually went up. The UK stock markets went up slightly. So they're not, they don't seem to be listening to the, the governor of the Bank of England. However, they're not playing with their own money, as, as, as I said earlier. Um, so from this from this period, stock markets have gone up. Properties rocketed up this year, right? Uh, it, very unusual because people were in lockdown a lot of this time, and yet the markets were going up. Now, these worrying levels of inflation have actually hit not only the, the UK, but uh, the US, where I think it's over 5%, and Germany, that the highest inflation for you know 30 or 40 years. And this is sparking fears that growth could be stunted in the face of, as I said, supply chain bottleneck, uh, difficult to get goods, right? Uh, you know, for instance, car manufacturers can't get chips to go in the cars. So that's, that's held up manufacturing. I think the car uh, industry had one of its worst quarters ever in, in that, that autumn quarter just gone. Uh, so... That, that's that's holding things up. It's it's obviously stopping economic growth when you can't get the goods you want or that the cost of those goods and the cost of, say, building materials is, is rocketing. I was talking to a, a medium-sized property developer the other night. He said, we've got to be very careful at the moment because you could, you could uh, quote for a price, you could... Uh, say right this is you could project forward and say this is what it's going to cost us to build these flats but then with with the prices going up of materials so fast you could end up in a, in a loss making situation or if you're building for somebody else and you've quoted a fixed price you could end up losing money on on the work so it's it's very uh, worrying times and that's just one one problem there are lots of other problems uh, there is there's also the, the the soaring wholesale natural gas prices and the skill shortages in 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 Europe, uh, where you know th there's probably millions of jobs on offer, but people there's not enough people to take them. Uh, the lorry driver shortage is threatening to uh, wreck Christmas. People are already starting to order turkeys now in October for Christmas Day. That's how worried people are, uh, and you know this this lorry driver is threatening to stop food getting on the table because. Uh, farmers can't get pigs to the 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 abattoirs or slaughterhouses as it, as it should be called uh, and they said they might have to cull pigs on the farm because they can't get them to slaughterhouses or there's not enough workers in the slaughterhouses there's not enough workers to pick the autumn crops so there's all these things now some of it might be 
uh, the media going on about this and, and creating the problem, like I think they did with the, the petrol shortage. Uh, but a lot of it is true. You know, there are soaring natural gas prices. They've gone up, I, I believe, by something like 400%. Uh, and, and millions of households are going to face a cold winter. Businesses could face a long winter of discontent uh, from a cut in, in, in benefits to people, which means there's less money to, to spend on, on goods. Uh, a cut in state support for, for businesses like the furlough scheme, which has just ended. And that's combined with the surge in, in energy prices that have not been seen since the 1970s when the Arab oil crisis, when they jacked up the price of oil, as, as some of you who are a bit older might remember. And that sent the world economies into, into recession for a long time. So, uh, you know, th there could be, and that, that, that also caused hyperinflation in the 70s in, in many countries. So uh, just just be be careful and watch out for that. Uh, the bank of, of, is also concerned about higher borrowing uh, taken up during the, the, the health emergency. And, and this could put more businesses at risk. Obviously, the more debt a business is carrying, the more risk they've got of failure uh, and, and the, the less chance they've got of riding out a storm like, like this, this winter coming. And, and apparently around you know, 1.7 million companies took advantage of government support, including uh, restrictions on widening up orders, uh, business loans. And and now you know, we, we could see that th those are coming home to roost. And, and as the economy recovers, the government support, including, in the, including a restriction on these winding up orders, which means they restricted uh, companies and lenders from winding companies up, from putting them into bankruptcy, that's, that's starting to fall away. Uh, like landlords now can gain possession of properties. So there's all these things that are stopping. And uh, like, like these, all these... And a lot of companies are in big debt. Some of the companies were were not really in debt before. They didn't really have much debt. And then they've gone out and taken these easy to get bounce back loans, 50,000 here, 50,000 there. And and a lot of those are not even going to be repaid. We, we, we know figures from the ONS that a lot of the companies that took those loans will never repay them. Either they've just gone into to liquidation or they're fraudulently taken these loans to use for other purposes. So that, that was a fiasco. The banks had to give these loans out because they're backed by the taxpayer. Uh, if, if That will bail the banks out if the loans can't be repaid. But they didn't do the usual checks on, on just dishing out money to companies left, right and centre like it was you know, throwing it around like confetti. And, and so now a lot of that money is not going to pay, be paid back to the banks and the banks will fall back on the guarantee provided by the government on our behalf with, with our money to, to guarantee these loans. What do you think about that? Do you think that's fair? I, I personally don't. Uh, but but there you go. So that's what the Bank of England are worried about. That's why they, they think that when the market gets wind of this, uh, that, that, that there will be a correction in the prices of stocks and shares. And, and that could, could you know plunge other S sectors into, into a recession in this winter coming. We also know that China's debt bubble with Evergrande, Fantasia has not, not gone away. They're still expected to default on, on repayments. And that could cause other problems in the Far East, which could then uh, have a knock-on effect in, in the West as, as property falls there, maybe defaults on bonds, defaults on loans, and then maybe less money for Chinese investors to go spending, buying up all the properties around the world. And that, that could cause... Uh, a bit of a downturn there. I, I, I think, personally, I, I don't see any good news ahead. I just see problems. You know, this national gas prices have, could threaten to 
uh, halt production of of certain goods in the UK if the government don't act to 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 put in place some sort of guarantee. The fact is, in the UK, we're not you know we're we're not self sufficient. We're dependent on uh, overseas uh, suppliers for food, for for all sorts of things, for materials, for for goods and services, and even. I think 15% of our electricity comes from France and we're in dispute with France over the fishing wars again uh, because there's there's problems with with fishing boats in France and you know goodness knows what uh, so that's still brewing and France has threatened us to even cut off electricity from us can you imagine that I, I mean even EDF that most of us a lot of us pay electricity to is a French company so a lot of our, uh, our electricity is not even British suppliers now uh, so that's the situation we've, we've got ourselves into over decades, really. We've we've given away a lot of our uh, uh, manufacturing to, to the Far East. You know, we used to build ships. We used to build most of our own cars here. We we used to have massive steel plants. We've still got some steel plants. It's not completely finished. But, you know, we used to build most of the ships in the world. Now it's it's South Korea. It's other countries doing that. And we have to buy those goods and services in from other countries. So we're we're dependent on other countries in, in more ways than one. So how can you protect yourself if there is a, a stock market crash? Well, the answer is you need to educate yourself financially. Um, you know, even if you don't directly invest in stock in the stock market, you might think well, it doesn't affect me. I'm not invested in the stock market or I don't buy commercial property. Have a look at your pension fund because your pension fund manager could be investing in those areas on your behalf with your money. Now, this doesn't apply if you're in a government pension scheme because you're not affected by the ups and downs of the market. But if you're in a work-based pension scheme, a personal pension scheme, or or a SIP, or something that is is where most of the money will be invested in stocks, bonds, and property, then you need to look at that. So ask your fund manager, is is my portfolio in a high-risk fund? High risk would, would indicate something like 80 to 90 percent of the money into, into shares, into the stock market. Some funds might be 100 percent into shares or equities. Some funds could be 100 percent in shares, which means if the market goes down by 10 percent and your fund is worth 100,000 pounds, tomorrow it could be worth 90,000 pounds. It's that simple. So, so you need to look at that. If it's a, a medium or lower risk fund, it will have less proportion of investments directly into the stock market or shares, maybe 60%, 50%. You need to talk to your advisor about it. I'm not your financial advisor, but I'm telling you what I've learned when I was a financial advisor over, over many, many years in that industry, 25 years, I've done all the exams and all that sort of thing. So I still retain knowledge, although I'm not registered now as a financial advisor. But you need to get yourself educated, basically, so you know what you're doing. Read read the small print, read the brochures, read the key fact sheets. A lot of people don't bother, in my experience, you, you know, you 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 give them a, a mortgage or a pension, they, they don't read it, they sign it and put it away in the drawer and forget about it. You know, they don't even read the conditions. So so this is what you need to start doing. This is what I go through on my, my Smart Money Manager courses, teaching people how to, to become more financially aware. So if you'd like to know more about investments, I put some free training up there. You can look at it. It's on demand. Uh, click on the link and, and you can perhaps learn how to become more financially aware, learn how to become financially free. So thanks for listening. And just be careful out there if you're invested directly in the stock market. Just 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 take a look. Talk to your advisors. Uh, don't just listen to me. You, you've, you, you, it's your money at risk. You've got to talk to your, your, your own advisors about wh- where this money is and what risk there is if it if there is 
a stock market correction because a correction could be followed by a, a bigger fall, 15 to 20%, which, which could be a crash. We, don't, we just don't know. It will come at some stage because every few years, every decade or so, there is a correction because the market gets overblown, overheated, as it is now, really. There's, there's one of the reasons why it is so high at the moment is because the amount of money that governments in, in the US, Europe and, and, and the UK have printed quantitative easing, the amount of money that's been pushed into the market. We can see it from corporate takeovers, like there's suddenly all this money, seven billion to buy Morrisons in the in the UK from you know investment bankers. There's a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on at the moment. And that indicates that this quantitative easing, this money that's been printed uh, is in the hands of people that they can go and spend it. I don't see it. You know, you don't see it. You, it trickles down to us. But, you know, the bankers at the top can get can get hold of this money and then do things with it. They can they can buy their own shares. They can invest in, in markets. And that pushes up the prices of of the, the stock markets. And that's what's happened in the last year. They also printed money to stop stock markets falling, to stop a financial crash, to stop a 2008 happened. In fact, after 2008, they've printed trillions since then. Um, I, I think the American debt stands at something like, is it 200 trillion in the, in, in the, in the UK? Uh, I, I just don't quote me on that figure, but it's certainly uh, trillions of dollars, uh, a trillion being a thousand million. In the UK, the national debt is $2 trillion dollars uh, pounds, I mean, two trillion pounds, uh, and and that's you know it, it's running close to one hundred percent of our GDP for the for the year. So uh, we we are really indebted, and it would take decades to to pay this debt off if they they ever plan to pay it off. Uh, now, inflation has other effects. Inflation, higher inflation, which is happening now, could push up the the, the price of assets if the, if there's buyers for those assets. Uh, it also means that if you owe money, if you're paying down mortgages, the that, that the value of those mortgages is inflated away as as inflation goes up because uh, the, the, the as you're paying it back, as long as you can afford to, the, the repayments, you know when you get, when you when you pay that money back, you know the value of that money is less than it was when you borrowed it. So if you've got to say an interest only mortgage on a, on an investment property, and you are you know you're paying the interest, you know borrowing say a million pounds today and you only have to pay that back in 20 years time it is going to be a much smaller sum if inflation has eaten away the value of that 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 million do you see what i mean so it has advantages sometimes for borrowers but not so for uh, uh you know ordinary people that are paying more for everything you've got to watch that though because uh, if when inflation gets higher the normal blunt weapon the blunt instrument to get rid of inflation is to increase interest rates. So I've seen high inflation. A lot of young people might say, "Well, inflation. What are you worried about inflation for?" I've I've lived through inflation at you know in in the twenty percent region uh, where uh, unions were going on strike because they wanted a twenty five percent pay rise for the mine workers or the train workers and th and this sort of thing uh, because they said prices are going up. We need more money. And I've seen that. And then what did the government do in those days? They put up interest rates to dampen things down. And then everyone is then suffering. People with mortgages are suffering then. But then investors who've got money in the bank do quite well. They get more money. But then, OK, so you get more money, more interest on your money, but you, it's, everything else is costing you money. So it's a multifaceted thing to look at. And, uh, 
you know, we, we also face what, what's called stagflation, where, you know, inflation is going up, but the economy is not even growing that much. And that, that could happen this year. But th there's all sorts of things to take into account. The main thing is you, you read up on these things, you learn it, you understand it, and just protect yourself from risky investments. So do have a look at my training. It, it's there. It's free training. So great to, great to see you all and have, have a, a good evening. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 